Blog Talk Radio. studio in St. Augustine, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Thanks for listening to Eastern Airlines Talk Radio. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and we have a great show for you tonight. And to all the listeners around the world, we say welcome. Join us as we celebrate the life of Eastern Airlines every Monday at 7 p.m. family and friends. As our producer said, it's great having you with us. My name is Jim Hart, and it's certainly great being back with the radio show. I'm at my summer place on the island of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, where the lobsters are out of this world. I had some just the other day, just to make sure they hadn't changed at all. Just as they should be at this time of year, that's for sure. Welcome and thank you for listening and calling the show. You have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. In fact, we can now say we've become Eastern Airlines International Radio Show with over 50 countries listening in. Hello, Somalia, Thailand, Ecuador, Colombia, Iran, Turkey, and all of Europe, and most of Asia, just to name a few who tune in to us regularly. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with radio listeners from around the world during our broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say, hello, to talk with us on the air live every Monday evening. We can identify many countries around the world who listen in with our Blog Talk radio application. Isn't it great that we can keep the Eastern legacy going out, not only to the Eastern family, but to listeners from many different countries around the world? That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern radio show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer. 
using the radio icon on our homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Remember to abbreviate the word Captain to CAPT, C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, please feel free to use our call-in number 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Let me repeat that number again so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. It's 213-816-1611. And by the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're now at 1,025 new members. And don't forget, you can listen to any of our 429 Monday nights broadcast and the 100 plus Thursday broadcast by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash capped Eddie. That's capped C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E and scrolling down to the archive of broadcast. Each episode is briefly described. We're over 500 episodes now with from the Eastern Files and the Eastern Old Time Radio Series. And as I like to say, holy blue Sunoco. Isn't that something? Our lines are always open for calls. And if you choose not to participate and you talk live with your host, we ask you to please mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. Wow. I see we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get flight number 429 in the air. a diver at Acapulco, referees a children's game at the pyramids of Teotihuacan. The sun warms a beautiful mermaid in Puerto Rico and covers the vacation paradise of Miami. Every year, more people choose this one to the sun because Eastern service is as warm as the destination. We think you'll enjoy the show tonight. Uh, we have a guest, a special guest at the end of, the, of this report, and his name is Mark Porter, and uh, we'll introduce you 
to him uh, when we finish what we do know. And Chuck, would you start us off? Yes. After Eastern Airlines, the original, shut down in 1991, many came forward with a business plan to launch the new Eastern. Each presentation, each president, president to the trustee of the estate with why theirs was the best, and many were turned down until a group known as Eastern Air Lines Group, which was led by Mr. Ed Wiggle, launched what was some call EAL version 2.1. At last, it lasted for just a couple of years, and the majority investor sold his interest, and the airline ceased to operate by this group. Another buyer and investor came forward and offered version 3.1, but it too changed operators with a new FAA certificate. Our program tonight is about the most recent news available as of August 23rd, 2019. It was reported by Reiki Fernella, August 23rd, 2019. The title, Eastern Airlines Comes Back, New Logo, JFK Hub, and 777. Dorothy? Miami, the Eastern Airlines brand, seems to be far from gone and forgotten. The iconic and historic airline name will, pending on DOT approval, take off on point-to-point missions to the Caribbean, South America, and even Asia. In a letter addressed to the airline's employees, current Eastern Airlines CEO Steve Hoff noted that in support of the development of our new corporate website and the promotion of our new business plan, we have been working very hard getting the new Eastern Airlines ready for takeoff. The new New Eastern, now incorporated under Eastern Airlines LLC, emerged from a bankrupt Dynamic International Airways in 2018, which held all the intellectual rights over the iconic airline name inherited from sister charter company Swift Air. Well, Dorothy Eastern is focused on charter services and a myriad, myriad of operators scattered throughout North America and Europe with its fleet of eight Boeing 767-200s and Boeing 767-300s. Most recently, Eastern operated ACMI charters for Sunwing Airlines, one of the carriers that were a worldwide grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX. But with the end of the summer season rapidly approaching, the revised Eastern Airlines seems poised to come back with a bosonerous, yeah, I'll get that, bosonerous business plan. Coming up. Yes, Don, as reported by uh, Mark Porter, uh, CEO of PA Coastal Airways, Route Consultants, an insider who gave Airways all the latest information on the third rebirth of Eastern Airlines. The carrier is expected to launch services with fleet with a fleet of second-hand Boeing 767-300 and 777-200 aircraft. 
Porter notes that the New Eastern is expected to acquire a fleet of several 767s and 777s, with uh, at least five second-hand 777-200s joining by May 2020. One such aircraft is a Kenya Airways 777-2U8ER, owned by KMW Leasing, and will be the first to join the New Eastern fleet. Steve Harfst confirmed in his letter that the airline's intentions are big, uh, period. Quote, we have been a very, bu- very busy investing in the infrastructure necessary to promote a successful scheduled service network, end quote, he wrote. We believe that there is a strong market opportunities open to Eastern Airlines to provide limited frequency, nonstop service between international markets and the United States, end quote. Jim? Mike? Yeah, Mike. In 2018, Eastern Airlines applied for nonstop flights to Guadalquil, that's Golf, Yankee, Echo, Georgetown, Anchorage in Alaska, and Kenyon in China from its proposed hub at New York's Kennedy Airport. The airline's initial route to South America presumed to launch during the fourth quarter of the present year, whereas the service to China will open up once the first triple seven aircraft arrives in 2020. Quote, Eastern will give back precious time to our passengers by saving them from multiple stops and the hassle of airport connections, the CEO wrote in his letter, end quote, highlighting the fact that the airline's business plan will be focused on point-to-point rather than hub-and-spoke network. New headquarters, logo, corporate image, Dorothy, do you have any of this information for us? Well, Jim, according to the airline CEO, the construction of Eastern's new system operations control center in Wayne, Pennsylvania, is on its last phase of completion, ready to be occupied by the carrier staff on September 1st. So I imagine because I said September 1st, it's in business right now. Together with the new headquarters, the airline will also be unveiling its all-new website, where passengers will be able to book all scheduled Eastern Airlines services with ease. The new website, which will go live at GoEasternAir.com, and by the way, it is alive, is reportedly designed around an all-new logo, which, according to Haas, is inspired by Eastern's rich an iconic history, together with its future being an explorer brand. The the logo is modeled after topographical maps of the destinations of the carrier intends to serve. Our main map logo is not tied to any one geographic location, he explains, but represents the universal space we all share as global citizens among the places we fly. Haas added that the airline will feature supporting logos and designs unique to each market we will serve, inspired by the local colors and the geography of each individual market. What do you think, Sherry? Uh, Dorothy, according to airline analyst Henry Hartfelt, The big challenge that a well-funded venture like the new Eastern Airlines has ahead of them is the viability of its proposed routes to South America and China. 
I question the viability of the routes they have chosen, Hartfeld says. Going to secondary destinations in South America and in China is definitely a big challenge. Mark Porter tells Airways that the new Eastern will initially fly from JFK to select destinations in Peru, Ecuador, and Guyana, all of which are currently unserved by other carriers. But Hartfeld counters that if there really was a market for those niche routes, carriers like American Airlines, the number one U.S. carrier in Latin America, would be already serving it, or at least marginally. The primary U.S. gateway to South America is in Miami, not New York, Hartfeld notes. Los Angeles and New York are the two largest gateways between the U.S. and China, but Miami is number one when it comes to Latin America. Dorothy? Yes, number one and how. Colleen, currently American Airlines runs a gigantic schedule of more than 170 daily flights to 53 destinations in 18 countries in Latin America. Tapping into this well-dominated market might be a risky move, Hotfelt reckons. However, Airways business analyst Vinay Beshara thinks that the Eastern does have a slight chance at being successful. I believe they should stay at a primary market, tackling only VFR, which means visiting friends and relatives, and non-traditional tourist destinations that are off the radar of the major airlines. The SCARA reasons that triangular routes such as potential Miami, Lima, Cusco, would be a perfect example where legacy carriers wouldn't dare to compete, even American Airlines. He also figures that if Eastern stays away from primary markets, the U.S. airline industry definitely has some potential for a Thomas Cook or TUI-style long-haul, low-frequency vacation carrier. Yes, Dorothy, as far as China is concerned, both Hartvelt and Bashkara coincide that it is a tremendously risky idea. Quote, I'm not sure if this is a smart enough idea for the sake of the airline's investors and employees, end quote, says Hartvelt. Quote, we, will, we, we need competition in the industry, but we need it to be smart competition, end quote. A round-trip ticket from New York to China can be booked today for less than 400 U.S. dollars. Jinian and really any China destination makes no sense to me, end quote, Marks Bashkra, remarks Bashkra. What price margin are you exploiting as the this leisure VFR type of the air carrier competing against these super low fares offered by the most offered by most Asian carriers that fly into New York? End quote. He asks, Jim, do you think they will be repeating mistakes? Uh, I don't know, Mike. Looking back at Eastern 2.0's failed course, it might seem that if the third iteration is looking to launch itself under the same business plan. Back in 2009, the Eastern Airlines Group, led by its founder and CEO, Ed Wiggle, purchased the intellectual property of the original carrier announced in 2014 that it had filed Department of Transportation application for the required certificates to operate. Now, the new Eastern Airlines Group was not affiliated with the former Eastern Airlines that we knew which operated from 1928 to 1991 as one of the largest domestic 
air carriers. Ed Weagle was a popular leader among any of the Mayor Lyons' current employees and those of the original and Eastern. He was responsible for bringing the Eastern name back to the sky. Weagle was a driving force behind the airline's relaunch since the dark days of the 2008-2009 recession when the planning began. The charismatic CEO succeeded in finally bringing the Great Silver Fleet back to Miami in December 2014. He is particularly known and appreciated for his support of the Eastern Veterans Honor Flights. He served five years of active military service as an Army officer in the U.S. and Europe. So thanks to Ed Weagle's part, efforts, Part 121 certification was given to Eastern Airlines in April 2015. The fanfare behind the rebirth of Miami's most iconic airline reached far beyond that of a traditional airline launch. Colleen? Ed Weagle announced at the certification ceremony, quote, we are honored and humbled to have been selected to bring the Eastern Airlines name and legacy back to the skies. And the receipt of our 121 certifications is the culmination of several years of planning and, over the last year, intense preparations by our team to meet all FAA requirements, said Weagle at the ceremony. Miami was the original Eastern Airlines headquarters. The carrier was the city's largest employer from the mid-1970s until its 1991 shutdown. Eastern 2.0 was born with a strong order of 10 Boeing 737-800s with purchase rights on 10 737 MAX 8s. Moreover, 20 Mitsubishi MRJ-90s were ordered with rights for an additional 20, aiming for a large operation based at the already busy Miami International Airport. The new Eastern started flying in March 2015 ad hoc charter flights, mostly between Miami and Cuba, and hoped to resume scheduled operations in the following 12 to 18 months. Now, under Weigel's leadership, Eastern achieved what many thought impossible, certification and five Boeing 737-800s in just eight months. Their own simulator, a building their own, or building their own $25 million hangar, and an extensive sports charter operation, including flying the San Francisco Giants and the Florida Panthers. The airline started flying soon thereafter on special charter operations, a business plan that lasted until November of 2017. Following a turbulent start and an even more unstable lifespan, the carrier surrendered its air operator's certificate, the AOC, to the U.S. Department of Transportation. According to a note released by the DOT, the organization would, quote, cancel the certificate authority issued to Eastern Airlines Group, Inc., authorizing it to engage in interstate and foreign charter air transportation of persons, property, and mail, end quote. (laughs) Eastern Airlines replied to this note, saying that they did not object to the DOT canceling its economic authority. Wayne, here's what went wrong. In October 2016, following a period in which Eastern became stagnant, Ed Weagle stepped down from his position as president 
and CEO of Eastern Airlines, less than 18 months after the carrier's first flight in May of 2015. This unexpected departure of the airline's founder and major energy driver brought Eastern Airlines to the list of carriers experiencing senior management changes in 2016. Spirit, Delta, United, American, and Eastern witnessed significant changes in their C-suite during that year. The reason behind Weagle's departure from the privately held airlines were not disclosed, though a number of people have said he was forced out. Question about the airline's business plan viability could have been a factor. The attempt to revive one of the most important airlines in aviation history was not as successful as expected. The economic challenges led the airline to be acquired by charter carrier Swift Air in June 2017. Don? Well, Chuck, to continue, Swift Air, based in Phoenix, has operating for nearly two decades. The relatively low-key carrier operates charter flights for major professional sports teams and tour operators with a fleet of 13 Boeing 737-300s and 737-400s. Swift Air, acquired by Boeing, acquired the Boeing 737-800 aircraft under Eastern 2.0, also retraining Eastern Airlines' name, assets, and associated trademarks will be retained with the transaction. As published by Swiss Air, the carrier assumes certain airline assets, customers from Eastern Airlines, including Eastern Airlines' name, assets, and associated trademarks. However, Swift Air highlighted that, quote, the transaction is not a purchase of one certificate or merger or of two certificates, unquote. Well, now we come to the birth of Eastern 3.0. In 2018, following a successful bankruptcy proceeding, Don Amick, International Airways, yet another ACMI operator, obtained permits and licensing rights to use Swift Air's intellectual property over the Eastern Airlines brand, allowing it to be rebranded as an Eastern Airlines about to take off on its third life. There is nothing, quote, there is nothing magical about the Eastern name. They disappeared more than 25 years ago, quote, in quote, stresses heart fail. Now, I got to stop and say, I think it was pretty dead gum magical back when I started in 1963. And if it's no longer there, what anything that the, the pilots and the other employees did to make it not work. And that's the end of my little editorial. There's nothing wrong with the Eastern name other than being geographically limited. Heartfelt questions whether Eastern's current plan is the best use of aircraft and investment money, noting that their planes are far from being a slam dunk. In the meantime, Eastern 3.0 is training its current pilots to be certified for the incoming Boeing 777. Mark Porter confirms that most of the current 767 pilots at Eastern have either been certified or in the process of training for the upcoming long-haul aircraft. I just hope they serve their customers well, enjoy a successful life as a newly revived Eastern Airlines concludes Hartsville. 
Well, that brings us up to now. I have had the opportunity of being, I call it kept in the loop, so to say, about the New Eastern by this very talented person who seems to get the news before the news even happens. And his name is Mark Porter. He's with us tonight. And uh, Mark started a company called PA Coastal Airways back in 1992. And he looked at destinations for carriers, and he's worked with uh, Pan Pan Am and Southwest and other carriers. So uh, he has been following the Eastern uh, stories here, all the versions that we've talked about tonight. And uh, we're happy to have him here with us tonight. Uh, Welcome to our show, Mark. Thank you very much, Neil. Okay, uh, I want to ask you the first question. I'll lead off. Where are we now with uh, 3.0? Do you have any latest, uh, the late news about uh, what's going on? Well, you, you covered quite a bit of uh, information. There's not too much for me to add, but <laughs> I'll try. Um, I find it fascinating. A lot of people haven't brought up the the idea that um, – uh, the CEO has left the tails white on all the Eastern aircraft. And um, those tails are to be painted in the colors of the countries they serve, much like wow. what British Airways did with theirs. So that's a unique feature. Uh, the fuselage will be very, um, um, have the good delivery stripes and everything like the old Eastern, the original. But then you'll have these rather artsy liveries on the tails of the Boeing 67s, 767s. Um, The Woolley family is responsible for bringing Eastern back to fruition and getting it um, off the ground again, and we really need to thank them. Uh, We're lucky they have very deep pockets and have just purchased two Boeing 747-400s. They have two DC-10s. My guess is they'll use the 747s and DC-10s for the cargo division that they are building as they are going to um, contract out uh, cargo and help out companies like Amazon who are desperate for packaging and airlines uh, since uh, the big brown dropped them. Well, I guess uh, the pictures on the tail, I guess kind of like Hawaiian Airlines with the Alaska Eskimo or uh, different scenes that uh, Alaska used, and uh, that's correct. It's yeah. very interesting. I, you know, I've been following it on Facebook a little bit, and I see lots of different color schemes that have been presented uh, with the mm-hmm. Eastern logo. Uh, what's that all about? I mean, are they just trying different uh, logos and brands? Yeah, I, I know that they uh, were very iffy about using Eastern's brand name because it had, it didn't have a, a, it didn't last that long in the past. So they're worried about having the same brand and having not their original, an original uh, brand of their own, but bringing in the great Eastern of the past. So they wanted to modernize it and they seem to be doing a great job um, the CEO, Steve, he's quite an amazing man. Um, he seems to carry the old and bring in the new on Eastern. And I think that's the exact way to do it. 
and he's returning service to the skies with great pilots and fabulous flight attendants and warm hot meals from uh, indigenous countries and um, you know great leg room. Uh, there's rumor going around your two bags fly free. So you know it depends on. Uh, but I think these are I think point to point is kind of a Pan Am strategy a la Eastern, shall we say. And this has a lot of potential. I disagree with analysts because there are cities out there like Guayaquil, like Arequipa, that do not have great service. And point to point would, uh, I think, have plenty of room for another airline. Thank you. How about uh, any of our hosts or guests like to ask Mark a question? Yes, I'd like to ask Mark about uh, Guyana now. Do they actually have the route to Guyana now? There was a lot of controversy that they weren't going to get the uh, certificate to go there. Did they get it from the uh, person that they needed to? Yes, they they got that, and I'm in contact with Guyana nightly, and um it's just a matter of, of time, probably um, November or October, Guyana will start up. Okay. Um, Guyana, there, every, every country or city, basically, that Eastern chooses, uh, JetBlue tries to match them with. And I expect the same out of Miami. The difference is JetBlue flies a narrow body, and you can take advantage of the narrow body uh, by flying your wide bodies in, which offer much more comfort. Mark, this is Jim Hart. Uh, do you have hey, any new information on all of those Boeing big ones sitting at airports all around the world? Any any new news that might be interest us? Um, which ones? That's the uh, all of those big airplanes from Boeing. Sitting at airports all over the world. Is there any new news on those? There's just a strong, strong rumor that Eastern is going strong with the 787. But I cannot confirm that. There are talks evidently underway with Norwegian and Eastern, but I cannot confirm that. Um, there's a rumor that Eastern would halt the 777 program. I cannot see that happening since they have three great 777s right now. But the 787 is a fabulous aircraft. Um, has it had problems with some of the engines they're flying, Rolls-Royce? Yes, but if you're looking for economic, Eastern should not pass on this opportunity to fly the 787. Mark, this is Dorothy. There was also some talk about Eastern Airlines having scheduled flights uh, by Dynamic Air. Are they still involved with Dynamic Air? Uh, Eastern is Dynamic. Dynamic, okay. uh, they, did, they did not even uh, change the uh, certificate. It's uh, DYA. Um, an interesting fact that I was looking at, unless it's a misprint, is Eastern Airlines number two under Ed Weagle, the 737 aircraft N 
N277EA is still registered to dynamic, and N276 is registered to Aereo Group, which is SWIFT. So I don't know if this is uh, Eastern's way of maintaining a certificate for the 737, but I thought it was interesting to see that 277EA registered to dynamic. I think that's why I was asking because uh, some of the uh, readings on the websites of different airlines, CH Aviation and stuff like that, they have some uh, dynamic beam with some of this stuff, and you say, well, how can that be if if uh, the new Eastern uh, 3 uh, has uh, the, the rights to it? But I guess they're still operating even though they went bankrupt? Correct, because, uh, yeah, Dynamic came out of the bankruptcy. Um, they are very well financially structured. I mean, very well. Uh, to go out and get a fleet of uh, eight, six, sevens, although they're cheap, is millions of dollars we're talking about here. And for a company not to, to blink and grab three seven seven sevens and then two seven four sevens, that still is a lot of money, and now they're looking at purchasing an airline. And they also, though, too, uh, uh, Ken Willie still owns that extra space storage that he has, or he was former CEO of that, I gather. Uh, is he still involved in that as well as the Swift Air? I believe so, and that's good money because I have my stuff in storage, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, isn't Swift Air yeah. uh, uh, owned by the trucking company also, the Swift Trucking Lion? It was. That's correct. Um, it's now owned by the Aereo Group, and uh, they are partly owned by Blackstone, whose net worth is $425 billion. So there are a few swings that you sit there and go, you see things happening between Eastern and SWIFT, and where does all the extra money come up? Is a Blackstone, Blackstone being thrown in with deals with the New Eastern? So everything's coming out in the wash, but you have um, Jet Midwest, and you have um, the Alta Corporation that all have Eastern aircraft that seem to be rotating and then finally into the fleet. The Eastern has three more 767s, 300s on the way, and they can't come from Shanghai Airlines, and they're rather young aircraft. Um, Mark, so that's Mark, rather exciting to replace the older 767s. Yeah, Mark, have you heard any uh, anything about Eastern operating uh, domestically here in, you know, city, city to city in the U.S.? I haven't. Um, I haven't. Um, I would... I would find it hard to believe that Eastern would not pick a JFK Miami run to hook up with aircraft in Miami that would be outbound to Punta Cana or Cancun or Manaus, Brazil, or uh, I don't know, Belen. But I, I would uh, find it hard to believe they wouldn't hook up the New York population to that. Well, on their website, Mark, uh, they indicate that Miami is coming soon on the very first page. Uh, right. Website of their new website. Yeah, I would I would find it hard to believe that it's just Miami service out of Miami. Um, 
I, I would think that the logical thing would be hook up JFK and Miami with just you use one one of the seven sixes. Who's handling the competition their is very that reservation? I had a question for Mark. This is Mike here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Mark. Uh, Mike here from uh, my maintenance background on these seven sixty sevens and triple sevens and whatnot that they're buying. <laughs> That they're buying from other airlines. Is there a? If you, have you heard of any of the of a facility that's that they're going to to do acceptance checks on these airplanes? Because I know this can get to somewhat cumbersome with uh, uh, airplanes that have been used by other airlines, and they get involved with uh, pre-buy checks, and they can be very uh, ambiguous to say the least. I've been through a few of these myself. And when they do the records checks on those airplanes, I'm sure that the major airline ones, like um, uh, wherever they're getting them from, are, are, are okay. But uh, is there a facility uh, that they have that you've heard about that they're going to run all those airplanes through to to get check uh, check records on it? What I know that there was one airplane or two that were mentioned that they were coming from Kenya Airways. And uh, I've been to Kenya a few times, so I don't know what, what kind of maintenance they really do on those airplanes. But uh, I'm sure it's okay. But uh, just the question was, do you have any information on who might be handling that for these uh, for the new Eastern? Well, I see a lot of the aircraft go to Jet Midwest in um, in Kansas City, and Pratt, the owner Pratt, he used to be 50% owner of Dynamic. Um, and I think he's coming back into the picture because I see 777s or I'll see a 767 at his uh, station out there in Kansas City. And the next thing you know, it's a Kenneth Woolley aircraft coming into Eastern. Um, so I think he's doing a lot of maintenance, but I think it'd be very smart for uh, Steve to uh, maybe outsourced to uh, Lufthansa, and Lufthansa's facility is located in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. So it's about a two-hour hop for some of the 7.6s to go over to Aguadilla and get a full maintenance check from uh, Lufthansa, who is one of the top of the line. And uh, since they'll be using Miami as a hub, I think it's a logical way to go. Yes, uh, Lufthansa would be an excellent idea. Through my career, I... We've had a lot of work done, uh, well, not a lot, but uh, over the years we've had some maintenance done by Lufthansa, and they're very uh, very thorough. Paperwork is uh, uh, very uh, superfluous. It's uh, it's like the, the Germans say, are your papers in order? And they really are. So that sounds good. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know, my name's Jennifer, and I'm a flight attendant, and I wanted to know how Eastern is going to adjust wage inequality in the airlines. I'm sorry, how Easter's what? I'd like to know how the airline is going to address wage inequality. I don't I I don't work for Eastern Airlines, so I really don't know and can't speak about that. You know Paul, I currently do work at Eastern. Might I jump in? Yes, please do. Sure. I'm a pilot here at Eastern. And uh, in what exact uh, department are you referencing wage inequality? Is it between uh, pilot and other departments or uh, uh, gender in or in-flight? In, yes, yeah, specifically in in-flight. Well, what we're seeing at the moment is 
let's compare it to the other local airlines that uh, we operate near and uh, uh, whose uh, structure we operate in the, the same uh, manner. The ones that we can compare to are Omni Air and uh, Miami Air, most immediately, with our type of charter operation. Now, um, I understand that our in-flight uh, with our pilot division and our cabin crew division is uh, structured slightly differently. Now, the pilots are paid a uh, standard hourly rate. I think it's about $74 an hour, and it goes up slightly every year. And that's uh, unilateral. doesn't matter who, you know, where they came from, what they're doing. It depends on if they're first officer or captain, they're paid that same hourly rate. Now, from what I do understand, our uh, flight attendants and cabin crew are all uh, internationally based. So their, their pay is... Um, structured uh, according to their international base and uh, you know commensurate with their experience in those bases um, again those are standard but uh, b between themselves you know uh, a pilot and a cabin crew is a standard pay uh, what I think you'll see you'll notice when you compare with these other companies that are our type of operation is that the, the pay is a little bit lower in some cases significantly so but uh, uh, from what I understand the uh, intent is to bring it up all the way across the board although we've yet to see that uh, uh, put in effect as of now. Thank Caller, you. And by the you way, give... uh, Mr. Porter, oh, I wasn't. Uh... Go, go right ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, yes, I'd I sure like to, to have both of your names. That we're going to do, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry? Meal. Go ahead. Oh, I'm Jennifer Watson. Jennifer, Jennifer go ahead. Watson. Yes, ask that question. Go ahead. Yes, I was Welcome. curious to know about the indigenous meals that would be served on the air on the flight. Yeah, I'm rather what excited about that. that. That takes that takes us back all the way to the Pan Am days, when when you're leaving, let's say Trinidad, you would get offered a basic um, basically meals that were prepared by the local uh, cooks, and you had your choices of you know salad or you had roti or anything that was from Trinidad, and that is. Totally, it's great because it feels like you're still on vacation in that island or in that uh, country of Ecuador or Guayaquil or Arequipa or Cusco. I mean, I think it's rather exciting. It's not a stale, stuffed chicken. Oh, thank you. Uh, I would like to get the pilot's name from the new Eastern Airlines. Uh, you've told us a lot. Could you give us share your name? Oh, yes, sir. My name is uh, Robert Bowie. Uh, I've been here about uh, eight months or so, and uh, just uh, just been flying to the line recently, about a few months. And what position are you flying, Robert? I'm a uh, first officer. Very good. And you're flying with a new carrier now? Uh, where where are you flying out of mainly? No, no, I'm still still at Eastern, sir. I just started here about uh, eight months ago. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Go ahead. Come back. You're in Pennsylvania, are you saying? Say again, sorry. Are you from the Eastern Control Center in uh, no, Pennsylvania? No. No, no, not yet. No, okay. Very, very good. Any other questions for Mark or Robert or Jennifer, if you're still there? Uh, I would like to know how would one apply for a position as a flight attendant with a new carrier? Robert or Jennifer, would you have any idea? Is it on through the Internet, uh, their website? Yes, yeah, they do have it, uh, Neil. It's in the website. Um, uh, it's a, um, uh, what do you call it, a search company that has a whole list of 
available positions um, on there. I didn't look to see what positions they have, but they had a whole list of them. I was very surprised. You ready to go back to work, Neil? Yeah, yeah. I want (laughs) to put my application in as a a janitor, I guess. (laughs) Too old to do anything else except push a broom. Yeah. Try it myself. Anybody need any wheel chocks? (laughs) There you go. I'd sure like to see Neil in one of them flight outfits. (laughs) Well... Uh, this has been very interesting. Mark, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And uh, our guests also, Jennifer and Robert, have come back anytime. I'd like for you to share oh, my just how, how you're getting along with the new carrier. And, and we we all wish you were very well, the, the carrier and you personally. And um, you, uh, just, like, just a little thing, just keep your eye on the um, the new uh, CEO. I think uh, he's going to take this carrier quite a few places. Um, he has, uh, you know, he was 10 years as a Tomcat pilot. So this guy seems to know what he is doing. He was COO for Indigo Airways and Allegiant. Both of these airlines are now moving on a fast track. Very, very good. Very good. Now we just have to pray for that 787 to come in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, Dorothy, what have you got for us coming up? And thank you very much for participating with us, our guest. And uh, we're going to come back to this again and and check in with Mark and and perhaps our callers can call in that uh, are with the carrier. Uh, I want to ask Robert, uh, how did you find out about our program tonight? I'm a part of the uh, group on uh, Facebook. It's the uh, I believe it's the Eastern Flight Line group, and yeah. I see uh, almost weekly your updates. I listen in every now and then, and uh, my uh, my close friend uh, also at the airline, we uh, we join in every now and then. Very good. Thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for saving me tonight. <laughs> hey. Okay. And, Mark, I always follow what you've got to say. you got some interesting stuff there. Oh, thank you. Great. I follow it myself. Um, always always good to hear from you in there. You're a little bit more reliable in some, so that's a good thing. I appreciate that. I like this airline, and I think uh, it's going places. I like, uh, I like an airline that moves slowly before it gets off the ground, and I think it's now just about ready to launch. And uh, its vision of bringing in younger aircraft, I think that's very smart. So they're moving slowly, and they're going to crank up their DOD and their cargo division drastically. The two DOD aircraft have been presented, and Department of Defense, and um, their um, cargo division will ratchet up quite a bit, and then you can move the 7-6s over to the cargo. There's a lot of money to be made in cargo. Yeah. I can vote. Oh, yeah. yeah. You name it. That's a big, big thing is cargo. Dorothy, what do we have coming up here in the future show? Well, the first thing I'd like to do is to thank uh, one of our uh, members, Larry Sapp, who donated a $40 donation today, and we certainly appreciate uh, very much that Larry is donating to our legacy of 
keeping the radio show on the air. We do so appreciate all of our members who sent in donations, and especially to Reba, who has kept us going for a few years, and we do appreciate them so much. Uh, without you folks and Reba, we would not be able to carry our legacy the way we have been on the radio. It's very expensive, and that's all the uh, expenses have gone out, so we do appreciate that very much. Remember that donations of $40 or more will entitle you to receive a free copy of Neil's book, book Wings of Man, Many. Um, so please continue to do so. We do appreciate it. Uh, we have... Um, a very a big website. It has a lot of information on. I was on it today, and I was trying to update it. I haven't quite finished with it yet, but there's a lot of news. We have the news on Eastern Airlines, as well as the, the latest news about uh, uh, Jim um, Holder, and he, too, will give us a, a little talk tonight about uh, the reunion and what things went on there uh, later on. Um, we want to mention that we have uh, upcoming, and we're not quite sure it's still co to coming to fruition, is the uh, Eastern Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, we're working on that. We're having a little problem uh, getting uh, the news that we selected, but uh, we'll have another Eastern show in place of it. Don't worry about that. Following by Scam's Senior Face Today, that's uh, episode 432 on the 30th. And we also have a potpourri of Eastern Memories and Letters following that in October. And we have uh, many other things in mind, so please continue to watch the website. We list it on there every single week. It tells you what's going on, gives a little promotion of what's the uh, talk will be all about, so please do so. Remember also we have our Thursday program, September 19th. We have uh, Old Time Radio coming up with uh, our guest, uh, Don Gagnon, uh, Neil Holland. Uh, and we also have from East of Fire the following week. Um, and we always have a great story that Neil presents. So please um, listen in. We've had difficulties the last couple of times. Uh, this week, uh, Neil is going to be doing the program from his studio in Ponta Verde. So we're hoping to have a, a finished air show this week and next week. So please join us every single Thursday at 3.30. And uh, thank you so much. Back to you, Neil. Okay. Well, that sounds uh, sounds like we got some interesting programs coming up, and and we're reaching out uh, as we said earlier in the show, the beginning of the show. Oh, I I want to before I say that I sh I should have followed up on what you said, Dorothy, about Jim Holder telling us a little bit about the reunion right. that was right. held recently in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you, Neil. Uh, first of all, before I want to say anything about that, I want to assure you guys uh, that as long as Jerry Frost and I are on the Reaper board, you're going to continue to receive uh, support 
for the Eastern Radio Show. And uh, with our smooth talking, we can get the rest of the board members to agree to keep keep helping you guys stay online. Yeah, we had a real right. good uh, reunion. We didn't have as many as we hoped because of the hurricane, uh, but we still had a good group. And uh, we had a very successful, very successful uh, uh, auction of eastern stuff that was Contributed by, we had a uh, a model seven fifty seven that went for a hundred dollars. We had wow. uh, wooden eastern wings that went for like fifty dollars, and we raised twelve hundred and two dollars in the auction. Two hundred dollars went to Lee Johnson to be dedicated, uh, donated to the ALS Foundation in his son's name, who is in his sixteenth year of surviving with ALS, still going strong. And twelve hundred dollars went to uh, twelve hundred and two dollars went to Captain O. A. Fish for his South Mountain uh, camp for boys and girls up in North Carolina. A well deserved uh, for us to contribute to help him do that. And we're going to have another one that was in Kennesaw, Georgia, the Sweet Embassy Suites, and then we're going to do it again next September. 2020, mark your calendars. We're looking at the middle of September. Maybe we can avoid hurricanes next year. But uh, we're going to have it again. We're going to be a reunion, not a convention. Cut one day off of it, and we're going to have some surprise uh, entertainment at our buffet and our banquet. That's about all I'm going to say about that, but I know it's going to be good. The entertainment that is. So that's about it. Uh, just uh, keep on plugging along, Neil. You're running a good show. Well, we're getting out there, as I said uh, before. I thought of you. <laughs> uh, we're out to 50 countries around the world, and uh, most of the ones that I track through the uh, provider of Blog Talk Radio uh, are steady listeners. And occasionally I'll see a new country pop up, and but uh, the ones that regularly listen to us, we're able to track uh, weekly. Uh, so every Monday we can find out um, just which countries have tuned us in. And it's amazing. They're scattered all over the world. And as Jim Hart said earlier, uh, Somalia, uh, Malaysia, you, it just uh, goes on and on. There are 50 of them. And uh, hopefully one day we might be able to connect with some of those listeners in Mongolia and uh, talk with them. And, and uh, obviously they know English to listen to us regularly like this. So we are getting out. And thanks to all of our hosts for doing a great job. And uh, people like Mark uh, keeping us informed on the New Eastern. We appreciate that uh, very much. And uh, we hope to be back with you again no technical difficulties on this coming Thursday when we have great music uh, music of, we call it eastern music during the eastern days that we worked and most of them of course are oldies just like us And uh, but uh, they're fun to listen to and so we welcome you to show up 3.30 this coming Thursday two days or three days from now and 
and it might be your favorite uh, artist singing your favorite songs. Don does a great job of telling a little bit about each uh, of the uh, artists that we do show off on that uh, Thursday session. We also talk a little bit about Eastern, and, um, and so we try to mix the two of them together. It's been working real, real well, and thanks, Don, for uh, handling the host chores. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun show. It really is. Yeah, and I it love is. how Eastern is combined with it as well. Yeah. Well, we're going to put the airplane on the ground. Let's see if we can land with a couple of squeakers. takes us to points yet to be determined. And this is Jim Hart signing off on behalf of our host, Dorothy Gagnon, Don Gagnon, Chuck Albright, Jim Holder, Mike Scott, Colleen DeFelice, Carrie Holder, playing the sign-off music made popular by the champagne music man himself. One and a two and a three. Go ahead, Mr. Welk. Good night, Eastern family and friends around the world. And good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are. We love you, Eastern. Good night, Eastern. We love you. Good night, Eastern, one, two, and three. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Good show, Neil. Great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.